Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the UCB. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Please put your hands together. Please put your hands together for your host, Kevin Esposito. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. All right, Tuesday night. How are you doing? Let's hear it for yourselves. I literally own that shirt. I own that exact shirt. Looks cool on you, gal. I don't know if it looks cooler on me because I accidentally bought one. Well, the only one they had left when I went to get that shirt. Which, where did you get that, by the way? I actually got it in Philadelphia. You got it in Philadelphia? That'll make a goddamn lick of sense. But I love you. She's wearing a shirt for the podcast audience. Oh, we also put... Oh, okay. A couple things to cover. I'm Cameron Esposito. I'm your host for tonight. Also, this is Put Your Hands Together. We're here every Tuesday night at the UCB Theater in Los Angeles. And so I'm proud of you guys. It's a Tuesday. You could have done anything with your lives. You made the right choice, which was to see... What? What? Then I started... Which was to see live stand-up comedy here with me tonight. And also, you're wearing a Midwest is Best shirt, which you bought in Pennsylvania. You're from Minnesota. You're in Pennsylvania. You were like, I agree with this message. And you bought the shirt. Now you're here. I have the same shirt uh, from a little boutique in Logan Square in Chicago that's called Wolfbait and Bee Girls. Uh, wow, some, some uh, yeah. Do, do, I just, do you know Wolfbait and Bee Girls? Okay, you're just into it. Okay, yeah. I don't know it, but... Good, cool title. Uh, it is. It's a cool store title. Our store's title, is that a title? Name, I think it's what it's called. Cool name of that store. Yeah, and I have the same shirt, but they were out of that style, so I only have a scoop neck, which I'm trying to open my heart to, but I feel so stressed about it. Because look at, come on. I don't know, when I wear a scoop neck, for some reason that makes me feel like I, my boobs are lower. It makes me feel like my boobs are mid-tummy which on me I don't think is a great look. Some gals can pull that off, but I don't like it. I feel like I need uh, all the way up neck. Um, why, I don't know. Do, you know does it, do you have any thoughts on scoop necks? I know it's feminine, but why is it feminine? Just the extra, yeah, the all the way up, the all the way up crew necky thing. I also wear a lot of V-necks though. What? That's weird, isn't that weird? V-neck, yes. Crew neck, yes. Scoop neck, absolutely not. Rarely, almost never, just in that one shirt, which apparently they had in that variety in Pennsylvania. Terrible. Well, good job getting that one. I'm proud of you. Okay. Who else is questioning the shirt they're wearing now? You probably feel like you wish you were wearing that shirt. You would have gotten a lot of praise and we would have felt like we had a lot in common. <laughs> well, you're not wearing that shirt, you idiots. <laughs> no, you guys are cool. I think you're, you seem cool. I had a funny... How's everybody... How are you guys doing? We've had a weird couple of days, I feel like, as a country. Are you guys okay? just want to look at you. Are you all right? Is everybody okay? I have been stressed. I haven't been sleeping. I've been blogging in the middle of the night. I just feel stressed. I feel like I need to post and then delete the post because I shouldn't actually have an opinion about that. But yes, I should, and then write a better opinion. 
and then like take that down and then just call my mom about it a couple times and then just kind of reach out to her, let her know I'm thinking about her, um, ask her if the dream I had about her being really sick was true. Nope, she was just wearing bracelets when she went to sleep. Um, <laughs> I called my mom and said, I had a dream you were terribly ill. And she said, oh, and I was just wearing bracelets. <laughs> so, yeah, she fell asleep with her, bla- with her bangles on, uh, which can be a real problem, you know? Kind of get in the way of your health. And... That was, thank, you know, heavens to Betsy. I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't believe in, I was going to cross myself, but then I remember I don't believe in God, so then I just saluted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whoever, just to all of us, you know what I mean? There ain't nothing up there but to us, you know? Just, that's all I did. I uh, just saluted, because I do believe in the Navy, as we've seen from Pacific Rim. We've seen it, and it, they can do it. it can, not really, actually, it's not really... It's more of a, oh, you guys don't want me to spoil the summer's biggest blockbuster for you? <laughs> Who has seen that movie? Did people see Pacific Rim? Clap if you <laughs> saw it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a, that's a good, I'll go see that again in the, I'll go see that again in the theater. That's not anything any, anybody's ever said about a movie. When they're like, is it good or bad? I'd see it again in the theater. That sounds like really good. Because um, that's expensive. Did you like it, sir? I did. Yeah? What did you like about it? Yeah, the robots. <laughs> Mostly the robots, the punching. So this is not spoiling anything about the movie because the previews also include this. But yeah, in the future, we build robots to protect ourselves as humans. But those robots, to, to like work the robots, you just have to do the exact same thing inside of the robot that you want the robot to do. <laughs> That to me is hilarious. Like, this is a world where drones have never existed. Like, we never had to worry about Obama doing anything. Because it's just, they're actually... I think uh, my fiancé, Rhea Butcher, said it best when she said it looked like uh, Dance Dance Revolution. (laughs) And then if you, you know... If you don't get your moves coordinated, you die. So it's kind of a higher stakes... Dance Dance Revolution I had a funny I feel affected I feel like this the last couple days have been very intense Um, I just feel like I've been thinking a lot about uh, human beings just being in the world and um, us like reading each other wrong you know us like assuming that each other are aggressive when we're just existing I feel like what happened um, to Trayvon Martin is something that I could see happening to myself just because he was in a place uh, just being the person that he was just with the skin that he had. And I feel like, you know, um, a lot of gay people have just been in a place being the people that they are and that that has been threatening. You know, that at some point, whether or not you know what happened in that story, you know what, none of us do because none of us were there uh, except for that one guy and he's actually feeling pretty good right now. Um, But... (laughs) Don't owl for him. He's doing fine. He's like fine. He's probably eating Doritos. Don't you think that's what you do right afterwards? You try and get a sponsorship deal. Um, but at some point, he was his existence was read as threatening, and that just I think that should worry all of us as people. You know, just when when we can interpret each other, just being the people that we are, and that can be scary to us. I feel like we need to really 
we need to take a knee, you know, and not for God, but just salute uh, each other. We just need to salute each other more. I feel like we're not saluting each other enough or working together to drive a robot. You can't drive a robot by yourself too much. You know, you got to work together and dance, dance, revolution. Those monsters right out of here. And the monster is racism. Yes. Yes. I also had a funny day today because uh, I... The thing about Los Angeles is, like, I really like living here, but I do still think of myself as kind of a yokel because uh, I'm from Chicago, and uh, I, like, only own gray T-shirts and these pants. That's literally the only thing I own. If you see me, that's what I'm wearing. Well, that's interesting, Cameron. Why is that the only thing you're wearing? That's the only thing I own. I just own these pants, but in eight, I own eight of these pants and then nine of these shirts. So every day I just put that on. That's what I'm wearing always. So I just feel like, you know, I don't know if that's... Is that Beverly Hills? T- the way I described me... I don't know, but um, when you do this job, sometimes you have to go to that place, uh, to, to that area of town, and you have to go like, to have, have business meetings. You have to have coffees and relax and seem pretty uh, cool and collected while you sweat through your gray shirt. Don't worry about it. Wear a jean jacket on top. They'll never know. <laughs> but I was like on my way to a meeting today, and, uh, and I, I don't know. I just like, uh, I got the directions weird. Like, I, I don't know where I thought I was going, uh, but I pulled up to a luxury hotel. <laughs> I drive like a kind of a, a giant and kind of old uh, Honda SUV that was dirty. And I honestly thought to myself, like, I should maybe wash this before I drive to that part of town. Like, that's how intimidated I am by Beverly Hills. I'm like, do I need to wash my car before they'll let me drive there? Uh, so I just drove up to a luxury hotel and then the valet came over, just kind of, first of all, like, what, 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 like, what's, uh, what is this? You know, like, he came over. To Mahanda, and he uh, leaned in the window, and he was like, uh, "You know, can I help you?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm here for." Um, and I said the name of the company that I was going to. I'm here for. Uh, for uh, I'm going to. Uh, you know, the, uh, this company. And then he said, "What?" And I said, uh, "In the e- the message, I, the email I got, it said that I should my car should come to here. <laughs> that I should come here if I was going to go to that company. It comes here, right?" And he said, "No." I think this is a, this is what this says it is. <laughs> it's not that separate company. It's just really more this hotel. <laughs> I think maybe you're looking for the public parking that's uh, directly next to here. And I said like, oh, thank you so much. You're a hero. Uh, I did tell him he was a hero. I said, oh, thank you so much. You're a hero. And then I exited and uh, went and parked in that public parking. And I just kept thinking for the rest of the day, like for him, that moment, like, I know what happened. I'm not from here. I don't really know the city that well yet. I'm, like, trying to figure out how to park, and I'm, like, got this car that feels, like, too big for me, and I don't know where I'm going, and I just, like, forgot to wash my car. I'm sorry. I'm sweating through everything, and I just pulled up. I'm, like, please, can you help me? Is there anything you can do to help? I think I just should leave my car here. You know, like, in my mind, I thought I was doing the right thing. I was, like, I'm, like, I'll, like, say the name of the company. Like, I'm a business person. You know, like, and I carry a briefcase, but it's in the back. He didn't see it. <laughs> But, like, so that's what was happening for me. For him, what happened was a woman in a dirty car, sweating through her shirt, pulled up to his business and was like, I think I have a meeting somewhere else, so I'll just leave this here. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know if I'm lovable. I can't tell if that's lovable. Like, I can't tell if as he, uh, as I drove away, if he turned to, like, the other ballet and was like, that crazy kid! You know, or if he was like, Jesus Christ, I hate my job. 
Awesome. We've got an amazing show tonight. Are you guys ready to get more comics on this stage? <laughs> Terrific news. Uh, this first comic is an old friend of mine. We met many years ago in Chicago, and then I did a bunch of shows with him in New York, which is where he currently lives. Uh, you might know him from his show, Big Band Hot 100, which is terrific. And if you're in New York, uh, check that out. Also, you might know him from right now. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's hear from Mr. Ben Lerman. Give it up for Ben. Come on. Oh, boy. Fantastic. Let's hear it for Cameron Esposito right here. Yeah, I keep experiencing that same moment where I feel like I don't belong uh, right here in L.A. And I have a rental. It's clean. It's new. And I still feel like uh, they can just see right through me, right through me, to the, right through to the poverty. Um, so I'm going to sing you a couple songs, and I hope, you, um, I hope you enjoy them. This first one is a song that I wrote. Um, I wrote it about this guy I went out with, and... Uh, I'm not going to tell you too much about this guy uh, because, well, I'm not going to tell you, like, his name, for example, because that would be, he doesn't come off too well in this uh, song. be a little rude to go around telling people his name. <laughs> Borderline unethical, maybe. Uh, but I will tell you that everything in the song is 100% a true story. 100% true. And also tell you the title of the song is uh, Stephen Levan. We met just by chance Or so I thought when you said we ought to dance I was inspired We stayed up till dawn But waited a week before we got it on Your body was on fire Then you asked for a favor I said, okay You're moving to Brooklyn Sure, I'll be there 7 a.m. Saturday I helped you load a van With my two hands And I did it all for you But then the very next day You threw me away Fuck me so I'd help you move. You only fuck me so I'd help you move. You only fuck me so I'd help you move. You only fuck me so I'd help you move. Well, karma's a bitch. Cause that new apartment's bed bugs made you itch. That's a true story. It's my, my most favorite facebook post that i've ever read your body is on fire thank you thank you thank you very much uh it is a pleasure to be here in la um where it is back in new york right now it's like it's about 125 degrees and hum so humid uh, that I mean, the, the sweat that you arrive somewhere—it's just a comment. Like nobody 
would camera would have nothing to worry about at all. Everyone arrives uh, that way, and especially around this time of year, like everybody has the evil sweaty eye that just everybody looks suspicious and upset. And um, I think that this uh, next song I'm going to perform it's uh, it's it's actually a, a true crime story. It's a story that I ripped from uh, the headlines, like a like a episode of Law and Order, and um, it's about um, a young woman. And it happened about this time last year. It's this young woman named Stiangeli Medina, uh, who is a 17-year-old high school sophomore, which is a crime in and of itself. It says a little something about the New York City public schools. Um, but um, what happened was she got on a bus in the Bronx with uh, a chihuahua under her jacket. And I would describe Stiangeli as a ghetto girl because uh, right after I read this story... Uh, I looked at her Facebook page, and the title of her favorite book was Ghetto Girl. I haven't read this book, but I, I think it's safe to say it says a little something about Stangeli. Um She got on the bus, and uh, the bus driver was a soft-spoken Haitian woman named Marlene Bien-Aimé. And Bien-Aimé in French means well-liked, and that's going to be ironic in just a second. Because uh, she said to Stangeli, you can't bring that dog on this bus. It's against, it's against the uh, MTA... That's the Metropolitan Transit Authority. Uh, it's the, against the MTA's regulations. And uh, Stangeli said, I'm going to hit you. And um, punched her in the eye. And then grabbed her by the hair and threw her down the stairs of the bus and continued to pummel her outside until the cops came and took her to jail. It's a horrible, horrible story. And I, I heard it, and I thought I should write a comedy song about that and, um, and sing it very far away from, from the, the Bronx. So um, this, I hope you enjoy it. The song is called The uh, Bullshit Bus. Here we go. My name is Marlene Pierre-Aimé, immigrant to this nation. Drive the bus for the MTA. Good pen, good, good pension for a Haitian. Bringing dog on bus, third world bullshit. Tell the girl it's against regulation. She says she going to hit me. Don't pay her no attention. Then I feel a sting on the back of my head. The blood run and it make me wince. Cut off guard, I'm unprepared like an earthquake striking Porto Prince. This is some bullshit. Just, Jesus. This is some bullshit. Just up in here on the bus. This idiot girl is mad at us. Furious, throw me down the staircase of this bullshit bus. This is some bullshit. Just up in here on the bus. This ghetto girl is a succubus. Murderous, want to kill me over a dog on this bullshit bus. This is some bullshit. Okay, so I don't know why she has a Jamaican accent. She's from Haiti. She's from Haiti. It's weird that she would talk that way. So now through the magic of acting, I'm going to portray another character in this story. Here we go. I'm Sangeli Medina. I be the cutest thing uh, that you ever seen. Uh. Haters all hating. Uh. Cause they stupid, old, and fat, and I'm hot and 17. Uh. I don't care what you think of me. You don't let me on this bus, I will beat you gladly Cause I'm a tough ghetto bitch, see And I will make you more uncomfortable than a white person rapping badly I will, I 
will pull you up by your weave. You don't let me on this bus. You best believe that I will pull you up by your hair. Cause my chihuahua cute And it just ain't fair This is some bullshit Just happened here on the bus Why you don't recognize I am too fabulous I ain't trying to cause a fuss On this bullshit bus This is some bullshit Just happened here on the bus How I'm supposed to not be murderous I ask you this The police will be driving us From this bullshit bus This is some motherfucking bullshit y'all there's one more uh, character in this story that needs a voice. Here we go. Ay, que rico. This shit is crazy. I am Chihuahua, not ghetto baby. I like a samba. I like a tango. I like to hum Chihuahua ass like a mango. Ay, que puta. I'm not your chulo. No, no taco. No taco vaquero. What I want is just to be let go. I would be better off on the streets of Mexico. Ay, caramba. Chingada. This bitch is broker than a used up piñata. She can't afford pet carrier on her wage. Ironically, she didn't want to end up in cage. <laughs> this is a bullshit. Just up in here on the bus. I want to have a chihuahua, but for a mat, I, I, I will tell you what. This is a bullshit bus, man. This is a bullshit. Just up in here on the bus. The fucking Bronx is dangerous, treacherous. This bullshit make me want to piss on this bullshit bus, man. This is bullshit, man. In Mexico, I can drive bus. I should be able to ride. I will cut you. In IT, this bullshit only happen if you steal chicken bone from witch doctor. But here in America... I'm going to sue for this bullshit. The bullshit bus. Thank you very much. Ben, thanks. First of all, thanks for coming by. It's lovely to see your little face. I haven't seen you in a minute, but um. Thanks for having me on the show, and it's lovely to see your face. <laughs> I'm curious about that la- that last song that you did. Yeah. Has that ever? It's a curious thing. Only because it's like it's so it's a song, so it's like palatable. But if it wasn't a song, it might be like slightly more aggressive. Like you're some saying, you're saying some more aggressive stuff, but you're singing it to right. kind of take some of the power out of it. Um, right. Well, some people might say that it's. Um, how did you put it? That it didn't. Um, that it's not. Um, some people might find it offensive. I think because of the voices. Um, but really, I'm trying to relate this horrible story that happened that just makes you like you. This kind of shit happens all the time, in everywhere. I'm sure not just New York or yeah. not just the Bronx. But um, and so it, it, I guess to maybe a funny song is a way to relate this horrible thing to people in a way. Um, just to like even be able to talk about it. Right. I mean, otherwise, what I, I can't imagine bringing that story up. Like, well, I mean, I'm not. I don't do stand up. I'm sure somebody could yeah. kick the shit out of it, but um, I I, uh, I think the song does make it a little softer. Have you ever gotten any sort of... People upset about it? Yeah, or like audible... Res- just because like the, a lot of the songs that I know you singing are like, they're... Um, about sex or, or yeah, like they're they're, or... they're also like, you know, they're pushing boundaries, but they're like sillier than that, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm just wondering if you've had any different response. Because it was like a newer thing for you know, me to I see. I think that. people generally see where I'm 
coming, they feel where I'm coming from, yeah. which is not a racist place. Right. Um, and, um, you know, some people don't have that filter and can't separate what some of these attentions are from what's they're like actually saying. And if you just take what I'm actually doing, like making, doing these voices and stuff, I could see how that would be offensive to some people. But has but anybody I mean, said that to you? Um, no, I did play in a very politically correct environment. Mm-hmm. And um, before the show started, the person was, who booked me was familiar with that song. As, as a lot said of my do it. said, I wouldn't do that song. Wow. So okay. I, you know, I think when you're dealing with some very drunk, politically correct people, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> that, you know, I'm going to take the advice of whoever's booking me. If they say, you know, I would prefer it if you didn't play this, then I will listen. That's not a problem well, for me. That's just very, that's, uh... but I've never had anyone get like have a react. Well, one time this really drunk person did, but they just wanted to be loud. So it wasn't <laughs> like... Guys, that's my friend Ben Lerman. Let's hear for Ben. <laughs> he has many songs, and you can find uh, he's got some albums out and stuff. You can put it on. You can put that in your ears if you visit BenLerman.net. Yes, put that in your ears is a great way of saying listen to that. And I'm glad you laughed knowing that. I'm glad you saw that. And by saw, I mean heard. I'm glad you put that in your ears and knew that it was the right thing to put in your ears. Hey, we're going to keep the show right and rolling. Another comic pal in from New York. Uh, this dude also, he actually used to live in Chicago where he was a part of a great sketch duo, like some of my favorite uh, performers in the whole world that were called Team Submarine. And this is uh, also a hilarious stand-up. So ladies and gentlemen, let's hear right now for Nate Fernal. Give it up for Nate. Come on. <laughs> How is everyone? I'll take it. I'll take it. Having a bit of a rough week myself, actually. Had a total brain shark the other day. That's that's where you think you're going to have a brain fart, but then you have a stroke. Can't taste salt anymore. That's not good. Now I'm having trouble paying my hospital bills. I'm really starting to regret buying that hospital. <laughs> and I need it. Top things off, I just found out I was adopted. Now whenever someone makes the Mama joke to me, my response is just, it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she does sit around the house. I really don't know. I can't verify that. I'm used to getting bad news, though. My parents actually told me Santa wasn't real at a very young age, and I'm pretty sure they did it so they wouldn't have to buy me Christmas presents anymore. Yeah, I know. Typical Jews. (laughs) I am Jewish, in case you couldn't tell by the way I feel about myself. But um, I am. Well, my mother is Jewish. And my father is a marine biologist, so we light candles for each night of Shark Week. That's just it's our tradition. Let me ask you this. Is it appropriate that the doctor who circumcised me had a tip jar? It seems, doesn't seem right. Worst part is I put in 20%. Can't get that back. But, no. People don't, people don't like that last part. <laughs> Should have cut it short, but... Yeah. There we go. There we go. 
I spent this past weekend baby-proofing my apartment. I'm not having a baby, but I hung up a bunch of anime posters to make sure I never do. So, <laughs> just my technique. <laughs> terrified of having kids. Absolutely terrified. Because kids grow up so fast these days. When I was a kid, we had this place called Makeout Creek. Just found out the kids today calling it Anal Cove. (laughs) Slow down, kids. Another thing I don't like about kids today is that they don't talk in person anymore. Everything's on email all the time. That's why why if I have a son, I'm going to name him Pills That Make Your Dick Bigger. (laughs) That way no one gets his emails, goes right to spam, he's got to call his dad every now and then. Hey, uh, what's going on? So, trying to be more adventurous these days. This is a cool thing to happen to me. Uh, my girlfriend recently told me I don't have to wear condoms anymore because she met someone new. So, <laughs> it's in my hands now. So. Literally, literally, my hands. But uh, that's fine. She always wanted me to wear condoms because, like, me, she was terrified of having a kid, and uh, when I wore condoms, I was just like, you know, load off her back, so don't have to worry about that. That's what we in the business call a cum joke. Very smart stuff. This is, uh, this is cool. I read this recently. This is interesting. Um, did you know that sneezes are considered tiny orgasms? I don't like that. Um, because that means my cat gives girls more orgasms than I do. So, so that's no good. That's not good. <laughs> Trying to get back out there, though. Trying to get back out there. And this pickup line I've been using, it's great. You go up to a girl and you say, you say, do you have any Italian in you? And she says, no. And then you say, do you want some? And then she says, no. Then you tear up a bunch of Papa John's coupons in her face and say, Have it your way, lady. <laughs> Works every time. Works every time. Yeah. I was talking about religion before. I'm going to talk about that again for a minute. That's my clever way of not letting you guys know I forgot these ones from before, but doing them now. Uh, so I don't follow Judaism anymore. Seamless. Uh, but uh, I do still use a lot of what I learned. Like this past winter in New York, I wanted to build a snowman, but there wasn't enough snow, so I just built a snow boy, and then gave it a bar mitzvah. So, <laughs> snowman. There we go. Religion's weird. I have a friend who's Muslim. He got an audio book of the Quran on CD. I don't know why, but he got really offended when I asked him to burn it for me. That's what I learned. That's what I learned. On a completely different note, I made a sex tape recently. Not the kind you think, though. I just drilled a hole in my VHS copy of Steel Magnolias and went to town. And like most sex tapes, it leaked, which is no, no good. I know. You know? 
You do a real smart joke about religion, very topical, and then you make a cum joke. That's just, uh, that's how you do it. It's interesting. You know, you never know. You never know what people are going to laugh at. Like, how come every time I squeeze a bottle of ketchup and it makes a farting sound, everyone thinks that's hilarious? But whenever I fart and ketchup comes out, nobody likes that. <laughs> nobody ever likes that. All right, thanks, guys. I'm going to for Oh, excellent! How are you guys? Are you guys okay? What what, what like affected you? What's are, what's going on? Are you still laughing about jokes? Are you okay? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to look at you. You're covering your face. You're horrified that I can see you. Hello. Are you okay? I'm not. It's okay. I'm really. I'm friendly. I just, it's, this is even a softish flannel, so you don't have to stress. So kind and friendly. You do not have to worry. I will look away from you now if that's too much. I didn't mean to acknowledge your humanity. <laughs> wow. You guys are pretty shy. Your head's in your lap. Your head is in your lap. No, it's okay. I don't, I'm not, I'm just, I didn't realize, I have a, Oh my god. I didn't realize I was gonna scare the shit out of you so much just by directing my. Look, I'm just even peeking under my long piece. Oh, you were just talking about ketchup? Like before the show or just right then? Right then, you were talking about ketchup. You were like, ah, that reminds me of ketchup. Is that what happened? No, some other stuff. You gotta let us. What's nothing? You don't wanna. Is it. Yeah, he talked about. Yeah, I know. It's crazy, right? And so, you know, because when he. And so we're laughing about that. You guys are awesome. I like, I like what's going on for you. I'm sorry. I don't mean to. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough all over, specifically there, but all over. <sighs> wow, just a fit of giggles. Um, that's cool. Yeah, it's okay. Everything's uh, chill and relaxing. Um, glad the ketchup material worked. Glad that was right near uh, funny zone. <laughs> Happy about that. I wish that you. I didn't realize. I, I'm sorry. I also am like shocked by how much I intimidated. Is it the boots? What's going on? I don't know. I'm, so, I'm shocked by how much I intimidated you. Uh, I wish I was at a show recently. This happened last week. This has never happened to me, uh, ever. Um, I was at a show in Chicago, uh, sold out show. Rhea and I were on the bill. We were the only people on the. So people were there, t- presumably to see us, or they'd gotten lost. <laughs> and somehow bought a ticket to a sold-out show. Uh, but so we were at this show, and uh, a friend of mine, like a person I know, was seated very close to the stage. It was at a rock club. So maybe actually he was standing. It was at a rock club. So he was standing very close to the stage. And uh, from the moment I got on stage until the moment the show ended, one and a half hours later, he audibly responded with a full sentence, a full affirming sentence to everything that Rhea and I said. Which sounds like, oh, that's kind of cute, how endearing. Except when it's, except when it's like, hey, have you heard about you know, ketchup or whatever? And then somebody goes, this is hilarious! Are you all here? 
clapping. This is very funny. Uh, I had to acknowledge him by name because I know if I'm, I've been to his house, I had to say like, hello, how are you? Can you please stop? But it's your friend. Like if that wasn't my friend, I would have just said, I got the fuck out of here. You know, or I would have like uh, hurt his soul. Do you know what I mean? Like I wouldn't have kicked him out, but I would have shamed him. Uh, for being the person that he was, you know, just with that audible uh, yelling. Uh, but he was my friend, and then also he wasn't saying anything mean. Much harder to deal with, like, positive hecklers. Because if somebody's like, ah, you fat, ugly, you know, like, then you're like, well, I would like you to look at yourself, you know, or some either, some other kind of interesting comeback like that. You know, they take a person down, but if it was just a friendly face, I didn't know what to do. I got so angry. But I didn't feel like I could express myself on stage, so I'm telling this guys, I'm telling this to you here, and I'm still trying in my mind to figure out what I should have done. I probably just should have said, uh, number one, we are friends. Number two, please shut up forever. And I don't just mean at this show. I mean, remember when I said we were friends? No, we're not anymore. <laughs> should have just said that. Well, you guys have been fantastic. Give it up for the ketchup girls. Give it up for the, for the Ketchup Sisters. Uh, we're going to keep the show rolling. Hey, this next comic, he is on a show called Drunk History this very night. So get on home we'll, and watch that. It's now, I think. But go home later, find it on the internet, and watch that. Or uh, pick up his album, uh, uh, Death of the Party. Or maybe you should see a special Whiskey Icarus, ladies and gentlemen. You know who I'm talking about. It's Mr. Kyle Kinane, one of our favorites. Let's hear for Kyle. Hi. And you're on Drunk History right now. Yeah. Oh. And you watched it earlier. I watched the, the East Coast feed, and I was... I'd never had a, a blackout documented before. <laughs> and uh, this is the first time I saw it was when it went on TV, so that's a thing. This is the dumbest question. I can't even believe I'm asking this question. It's Comedy Central, right? Yeah. And since you are also the voice of Comedy Central, yeah. that must be kind of fascinating. I announce, Do you, you I announce, announce yourself? Do you like... Up next. So like Kyle Kinane on Drunk yeah, History. Yeah. I, well, I've, I had to announce my own special, too. You're I'm like, you guys me. gotta let me address... That this is a weird meta situation. Oh my god, I wish that I knew that so I could have looked know, for it. Yeah, part of some of them were like, oh, it's a little distracting. I was like, more distracting. would <laughs> be like, this guy who announces sounds like the same guy who's on the thing. Why is it like that? Like, the only way it could have been better is if they would have just let you do more intros and outros for your particular special than yeah. they usually do. Like, put that before Kyle yeah, Kinane. By the go, way, I apologize no. for doing the Kyle Kinane That's to m- you. Many people have uh I told you my mom loves James Adomian's impersonation. That's awesome. I don't think you told me that. Oh, it was online and I, my mom's like, I saw that that guy doing the impersonation. I'm like, here's where you tell me your baby boy's special and nobody can nobody can sound like him. She's like, It's uncanny, he's so good. I was like, God your damn it, Deb. Awesome. Your mom is so awesome because I love the idea of her. Like she would, she would be laughing at that too. Like she would be oh. in on the joke, having the time of her life, just mm. like that is what Kyle's. Oh, that he's sounds just, just like, like them. This yeah. guy, and his, but his jokes are good. Yeah, <laughs> but his jokes are good. Yeah, it would oh. be. Uh, yeah, I saw Deb last week. She's doing well. Yeah, she's doing all right. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I have not heard about her response to Drunk History yet. So I'm, I'm curious. 
You're curious. Yeah. Oh. Well, you know, uh, parents. She's she's so in your corner though. She's oh, gonna no, love great. it. Slash, she is gonna maybe be. Do you think she'll be having like a but, like a beer while she watches? No, I don't think she'll. Do that. Just in homage, yeah. you know. No, I don't. I should think she wants to stand completely apart from this one. Oh god! <laughs> like it's 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 a little like like the catch twenty two or the mixed blessing for parents. Like, mm. look, I'm making it, and yeah. how am I making it? Well, <laughs> right. I had one pilot that didn't go, where I was you know dressed like a leather daddy, and then now <laughs> I barfed on TV. I'm like, this is <laughs> success in my line of work, mom. I hope it's. I know it's hard for you to understand if this is me making. I, I will write her a strong letter about how you got the best poop jokes in the business. A letter of societal yeah. recognition. Yeah, exactly. This guy's, he's all right. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I, what do you got coming up? Is there anything else? Uh, you going anywhere or anything? I'm going to go to Montreal okay, next awesome. week. Yeah. Well, have a great time in Montreal. And I, I hope will. that listeners who live up there go, go see you. Yeah, come on. Yeah, get out Mon- there. Montrealians. I think that sounds... Like, it's definitely... <laughs> That's right. That sounds definitely right. Especially, you can tell, because of the confidence that I <laughs> yeah, said. Exactly. You know, you I was, you know I'm correct, yeah. Montrealians. <laughs> Guys, Kyle Kinane! <laughs> I love him. He is a perfect person. Uh, also, we're going to keep the show rolling. The next comic coming to the stage right now, he's the senior editor of videogum.com which is a website on the internet, plays video, less gum than you'd think. But tons of videos, like cool stuff from the internet, you know, other stuff. It's like you take other stuff from the internet, put it right back on the internet in a cooler way. And that's this guy's job. You guys ready for this? Are you specifically ready for this? I have curled you into the fetal position. Oh, sweetheart, you are, it's going to be a tough road for you, I think, in your life. (laughs) A comic asked me a question in a polite way. All right, we are going to keep the show rolling. Let's hear it right now for Mr. Gabe Delahaye, guys. Give it up for Gabe. You have more in your hearts. Let's hear it. Yes, yes, good job. Sorry. Hi, guys. Carmen gave me quite an intro by giving you an elaborate description of what my day-to-day job consists of. Uh, I actually just, I just quit that job. So, none of that stuff is true. What she just said about me, I don't even, what did you, like, uh, put stuff on the internet? That's about right. Uh, I just quit my job, I'm a little nervous about it, but I just keep thinking of that scene in the social network when I tell people about it, I'm just like, a million dollars isn't cool, you know it's cool? Zero dollars. <laughs> Change it to the, uh, the unemployed, it's cleaner, or whatever. I don't remember that. I don't remember that movie. That's not true, I do remember that movie. At Thanksgiving, my grandpa explained that movie for 15 minutes. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw that movie, and also know what things are. <laughs> what things are. Um... Sorry, I'm a little out of sorts. My wife and I just had our first baby. Nope, no wait, nope. My friend and his wife just had their first baby. I ate peanut butter out of the jar for dinner. I got the first text of my uh, good friend's baby while I was sitting in the theater waiting for Pacific Rim to start. 
by myself, just like good baby, cool baby, cool baby guys. I'm gonna watch this movie about Godzilla's being punched in the face by robots as an adult. I know that you guys already said you liked it, and I don't care. I'm gonna call you on it a little bit. Uh, how come in that movie? All of the nations of the world pool their resources to fight Godzillas, and the best we can come up with is robots that punch them in the face. <laughs> That's the best we can do. Nothing better. Everyone's like, I just think we should go with punching the, punching them in the face for hours <laughs> until they stop. All right, you guys don't agree. You like the movie, so you don't agree. <laughs> I just moved here from New York pretty recently. It's very exciting. For one thing, I'm the first person to ever do so. <laughs> and secondly, I'm the first comedian to ever notice differences between the two cities. <laughs> so, if you guys will just stick with me, I think we're going to learn a lot tonight. I do like L.A. so far. I don't understand how you guys know which Prius is yours. And I also, I know that I get a podcast, but I'm not sure, does it like, do I get it at the DM, like I don't know if I get it at the DMV <laughs> or where it comes. My favorite thing I've found so far in LA that you for sure don't have in New York is people talking on their Bluetooth in their cars, like looking at them from my car, because they're just like. <laughs> Which I know, like I know what they're doing, I know they're not crazy people, but I just try and pretend what their conversation is, and it's always just nah, 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 nah. <laughs> like I can't. I don't have a very good imagination. <laughs> so every person is like... Rah, 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 which is, frankly, the funniest conversation they could possibly be having. Right before I moved from New York, a friend of mine was like, why are you moving to L.A.? There's so many fake people. Everyone there is so fake. And to be honest, like, it, that, you know, as far as stereotypes go, there's some phonies here. Like, it's not completely un invalid. But I was like, yeah... It's going to be really hard, especially moving from New York, just a city of best friends. <laughs> just every walk out of my apartment, everybody better than the last. <laughs> I miss them all so much. My landlord, Donald Trump, the guy taking a shit on the subway. <laughs> what a dream, what a dream come true. I knew that I was moving to L.A., so I did read The Secret from cover to cover. I don't know if you guys know what the secret is. It's a self-help book written by Oprah. The basic premise of the secret is that if you think really good thoughts about your life, you'll get a nice parking space. That's like most of it. That's like most of the secret. Uh, there's one part I was surprised. Like, that book is a huge success. And I was surprised that I had to read it from cover to cover to learn that it blames the Jews for the Holocaust. I think I came to that book pretty late. I think someone could have given me a heads up. There's this one part where they're like, well, some people might say the secret's not real because it's, first of all, because it's not. Some people might say the secret's not real because it's for sure not real, just so you guys know, just so you guys all know that. But they're like, some people's argument will be, what about when like a whole group of people gets genocided? Well, they might think they deserve to be genocided. And it's like, uh, considering that your book is bullshit, what if you just took that page out? Like, just don't blame the Jews for the Holocaust. <laughs> Everything else can be the same. It's still going to be nonsense. You can do whatever you want. There's a, there's a part in the book where this guy uses the secret to get a copy of the secret. <laughs> He's a little disappointed by him. I think we can all dream a little bit. 
dream a little bit bigger. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember uh, Facebook bought Instagram for $1 billion. That was in the news. You guys like topical jokes? That was in the news a while ago. And I was talking to a friend about it. And she was like, oh, I wish I invented Instagram. And I was like, why don't you wish you invented Facebook? <laughs> like they have a billion dollars to throw away. That's a lot of money to throw away. And her answer was, I don't know, it seems like kind of a headache. Like he's got all those lawsuits and the movie didn't make him look very nice. And I was like, you can imagine you invented Facebook without all the trouble. You didn't invent it. And you never will. So just pretend like it's been a dream come true from start to finish and the movie made you look better or whatever. It's like if you saw an article in the newspaper that a woman got hit by a city bus and sued the city for $3 million and you're like, I wish I got hit by a bus. It's like, just wish for the $3 million. <laughs> Go straight to the good stuff. You guys do like topical jokes. I can tell you guys like topical jokes. Prometheus, the movie Prometheus has been in the, I can't. <laughs> I will say, on the same day that Al Roker admitted that he shit his pants in the White House. What? Yeah, what? <laughs> what is correct? Look, I'm not going to get into it. I don't have all, all night. I have to get back to that jar of peanut butter later. But I, Al Roker admitted that he shit his pants in the White House, and then he ran into a bathroom and threw away his underwear, as one does. And when you're Al Roker... <laughs> And, uh, and he pointed out in the story, incidentally, that no one saw any of this. So I don't know why he was telling the story. <laughs> Al Roker could literally have gone to his grave without anyone knowing that he shit his pants in the White House. But now everyone knows, except that girl. <laughs> but the point is, that's not the point. On the very same day that Al Roker shit his pants in the... Or admitted that he shit his pants in the White House, I should say, Courtney Cox went on Ellen DeGeneres, and she said that she peed on her own lawn to teach her dog how to pee on the lawn. And no one wants to talk about it. Because when Comedy 9-11 happens, everyone forgets that the Comedy Pentagon was also hit on the very same day. All right, thank you, guys. videogum.com but my name is also not Carmen so I feel like it was a draw we're <laughs> time for game hilarious awesome uh, hey we got one comic left and I want to bring a special friend of the show on stage just to help me intro uh, this final comic so ladies and gentlemen please welcome uh, uh, professional comic also the producer of this show. Well, there's a three people. One is Mr. Ryan McMenamin. He's up in the booth. And one is me. You've been seeing me. And then one is Rhea Butcher. And Rhea Butcher's going to come out right now. Hey, Rhea. Hello. How do you, you got your new shoelaces on. How I got my feeling? new shoelaces. I feel kind of new. Like one-eighth new in my yeah. shoe. One-eighth you know? new in your shoe? One-eighth new in my shoe. Really, like... 
that's it, that rhyme is awesome. Also, what does that describe? You know what I mean? Like, I wish it descri- uh, described more things because everybody would be using that. One eighth new in the shoe. Yeah, I wish that was a like you know you, that rolls so trippingly off the tongue. I wish that I knew more about what that went. So like houses or something. Yeah, this house is one eighth new in the one shoe. New in the shoe. <laughs> Should buy it. I'll buy it. Yeah, uh, that's a cool. Yeah, it's a cool pitch. I like what you're saying, and it's a cool pitch. Thank um, you. Awesome. Uh, you were working today. How was your work day? You know, uh, a lot of work, a lot of sneaking in some Gordon Ramsay on the side. Oh, you know, that's what I like to do when I work from home. Was it, can I ask you a question? Did he ask uh, the restaurants that he was uh, overhauling, did he ask them to make it fresh? And rustic, yes. Oh! Fresh and rustic. That's weird. Bit of a bingo. Yeah. Yeah. Fresh. Slapping a lot of the knee. Fresh. Rustic. We love that guy. I love that guy. Love that man. We watched that guy right before we went to sleep last night. We did. Uh, And um, we're fiancés. Yes. Was that weird for anybody for a minute there? Because I realized, like, because you don't know, that maybe for a minute it was, then then in your mind you might have been like, oh, all all comics live together. (laughs) We were at that really late night open mic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then we got in our bunk beds and we all watched Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great set. And in the middle of the night, we just w- uh, wake up and yeah, light each other, and start doing jokes. Um, <laughs> no, we actually live together as human people. Yeah, and we're, Beyonces and fences. We're Beyonces and fences. Yeah, that's why I refuse to learn how to speak French. So that's how I'm texting people that we're together in a marriage way. I just say we are a fence. Okay, that didn't work at all. No. It'll catch on one of these days. Yeah. Uh, I think it's funny. So I think it's one-eighth new in the shoe. You know yeah, I mean? it is. It is one-eighth new in the shoe. Uh, oh, we were watching Gordon Ramsay last yes. night. And then right after the episode ended, and he solved all the problems in the world. <laughs> all the problems. Fixed a restaurant, but also our hearts. Saved a marriage. Got and rid of some bugs. He does so much in every episode. I know. He rides a motorcycle. He does. Sometimes he wears a radiation suit. Sometimes he takes off his shirt while he's still talking to the camera and then puts on another shirt. He didn't have to do that on camera. There's no reason for him to do that on camera, except that he has like a like a t- like a taut chest, but also yeah. for an Englishman. Like a soccer player chest. Yeah, like it's not like, hey, well, not a you know, David not Beckham. a Thor, yeah, but oh yeah, not David, David. You went for actual soccer player. Yep. I went for a uh, Greek, you know, mythical hammer. Yeah, I went for a hammer. <laughs> we were watching last night and the episode ended and I said that man is perfect which is weird because all that day I'd been tweeting about how much I hate men <laughs> you were which is something new that I'm um, just like trying to get more comfortable with <laughs> we've been talking about this recently you yeah because like, we're you know lesbians lesbians yeah <laughs> lesbians yeah but, uh, you know, for a really long time, I mean, I have male friends and a, and a male dad. Um, yeah. <laughs> me too. Me too. So I know what you mean. Yeah. I, I have a lot of male friends who I individually like, but men as a group <laughs> hate them. Not into you guys. Hate. And I just don't know what to do with this feeling, you know, because yeah. for a really long time I'm like, yeah, I'm into flannels and haircuts, but I don't hate men. And then, you know, to suddenly realize, oh, I hate men. Oh my God. It was inside of me all along. <laughs> Like a little Care Bear that like is yeah. it's uh, projecting its like power out of its, but it's just a wiener. Anti penis. Yeah, it's an anti. Side. We had the same thought. Yeah. It's a wiener with an X through it. Like it's I ain't afraid of no ween. Like a Ghostbuster symbol. Yeah, but the ghost is a ween. Yep. 
with a sad face on it. Yeah. But then I take I take a little box, mm-hmm. uh, not that kind of. I take like a little uh, like a little trap, and I catch all the weens, you know, and then I store them somewhere else. And this is just me confessing to a crime. Yeah. It's not like a it's not a Ghostbusters reference. This is just I've, I have a lot of penises in my house in boxes, and it's uh, it's been a crime. So I hurt I hurt a lot of people. Um, well, it's on tape now. Well, because the reason that I was having such a dude problem is like, because I love, I actually love my male friends, but I wrote something like nebulous on Facebook or whatever that was just kind of about the Trayvon Martin thing. And not nebulous, like I had a point and I really thought about it. And, you know, you don't have to agree with what I'm saying, but I do find that uh, women uh, sometimes say dumb things on the internet, because we all do. Uh, men sometimes say dumb things on the internet, but women rarely. Uh, post on your wall to correct you about your opinions. That is a distinctly male thing. Like, I'm pretty sure when you said this, you meant this. Like, that's so... Dudes think that all women have fallen into a hole that is an opinion. Yes. They're like, do you, need a, do you need an opinion out of there? You're in an opinion hole. And clearly you don't know what you need. Do you need me to help you? Tell you what you think. I'm aggressive. Then they throw down a rope of chest hair. Yeah. Pull you right out of it. Yeah. So I'm trying to just deal with that because it's, cause it, it's off-putting, you know? Yeah. I don't need anybody telling me how I think or feel. No. You know? I mean, you, just, you can read it and you can debate how you feel. That's cool. I'm into that, you know? That's, that's actually debate with what that is. Even. Yeah. Like yeah. a conversation. Yeah, that's a conversation. It's right. a back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a fourth-fourth. Yeah, no. You know? not a, it's, not a, it's not a fourth wall. It's yeah. not. Um, yeah, it's not a fourth fourth. I guess that really is, that's the way, that's a great way of describing men. Fourth fourth? Yeah, they're a bit of a fourth fourth. Bit of a fourth fourth, uh, one eighth new in the shoe. <laughs> yeah, uh, <they're, laughs> their shoes are a little bit new and so they've become yep. a fourth fourth. You know, it's just like the, it'll catch on. We're starting new phrases. <laughs> uh, so listen, guys, I just want you to know there is hope. If you're here and you're a man and you're feeling alienated, first of all, uh, wow, is that the first time in your lives? <laughs> How does it feel? You Okay. Do you need help? I didn't mean to make you feel weird. Oh, that's tough. Like a little uncomfortable. You know what? I want to buy you a drink. No, I need to buy you a drink. (laughs) You feel unsafe? Hard. That must be difficult. Feel so unsafe. Oh, somebody talking about you. (laughs) Hey, you can't respond. That's tough. Poor little guys. Poor little guys. I think my my theory is your wieners are outside your body, so you're scared all the time. Protect your ween. I get it. Who's I get my ween? You know? (laughs) And the answer is me. It's already in a box at my house. (laughs) But no, we're not coming for your weens. Uh, We're trying to like you. I'm trying to like you. I'm trying so hard to like you. Uh, Less of that. Just a little less of that. Especially on the internet. Just a little less. Like, let's say you see a comment and you're like, you know what? I think this. Thumbs up to that. If, if, there, if it starts with, I think this. If it starts with, you mean this. No, little babies. No. No. Just, walk, just put the, shut the, you know what that is? That's a laptop. What, do you think you were at a desktop? No, you're at a laptop. Shut the laptop and just go for a little walk or something. You know what I mean? Just don't, like, just, you know, brush that dirt off your shoulder. You don't Pull need to feel the burden of, uh, you know, telling women how they feel. You felt that burden for too long. 
Way too long. Yeah. Like forever. Yeah, forever. Uh, all right. Well, I think first of all, Rhea Butcher, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, you guys. So funny. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Cameron Esposito. You guys. Oh, thank you so much. Now I know everything that I just said, and so you're, you know, but then you've also seen the show so far. And, and a lot of dudes, and each of them I respected in their own way. So I don't want you to feel, you know, sometimes when you're a female comic, you have to come up on stage right after 72 rape jokes in a row, and it makes you feel kind of strange, because uh, those are your friends, and why are they talking about raping you? <laughs> but uh, I'm not going to do that to this next comic, because as I said earlier, I'm just talking about a general uh, thing that I've noticed from dudes, Hey, I could be wrong. You know what I mean? I'm not wrong, actually. I'm pretty not wrong about this. But uh, this next gentleman, never has he done a goddamn thing like that. He has only been kind. He's wearing a great outfit. Cool haircut. Also hilarious. Also Australian. Also, he's currently filming... Uh, well, did the cameras just go away? Oh, no, there's one of them. Uh, he's, he's being filmed for a documentary right now. So if you have felt at all strange about, wait, why are there uh, cameras? That's, that's just because he's very impressive and professional. People are filming his life to make a movie that would explain it to us. <laughs> and here he is right now, so happy to have him on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Will Anderson. Give it up for Will. Come out. I want to say for a start that I also hate men. Uh, particularly myself, most of the time. Uh, because in this country, I get shit wrong so often, it's ridiculous. I got in trouble the other day with an old lady at an airport because she came up to my bag with a sniffer dog, right? And I love dogs, so I went to pat a dog. She's a little old American lady with a dog. This is the best day of my life. I'm going to pat the shit out of this dog, and this is going to be awesome, right? I patted the dog. She got angry at me. Now, I'm sure this is not how you sound to you, but this is how she sounded to me. She was like, oh, you can't pat the dog. I said, why? It's awesome. It's a little dog. I want to pat the dog. She goes, no, you can't. It's against the rules of the airport. I said, but I love this dog. It's so cute. She goes, oh, well, do you love this dog? Because once they retire, we actually give them away for free on our website. You can just log on and then you can rehome one of these dogs. Nice woman, huh? Me, the dumbest man who has ever been to an airport, because this is what I said. I went, oh, no, that dog would go mental at my place. <laughs> I uh, have been enjoying being here for the summer. That's been fun. It's been hot here, hasn't it? Oh, man, wow. But you're allowed to have showers. That's different to my country. My country, there's a drought, and you're not allowed to have a shower. My, my dad lives on a farm that had a drought for 16 years in a row. 16 years. They used to have a rule that you're only allowed to have a shower for three minutes in a row, right? That was the rule. The government put advertisements on the television and radio telling us how, as a nation, we could save more water. But they were the most stupid suggestions you have ever heard in your life. This was literally one of them. It said, if you're having a shower... Make sure you shower with someone else. <laughs> when have you ever had a shower with someone else and it's taken less time? <laughs> Unless you're in prison, right? <laughs> My favourite of the advertisements, without a doubt, though, was this one because it made no sense at all. It was like, if you're washing your car, make sure you wash it over your plants. <laughs> am I going to get my car in my attic? I'm, 
I um. And there's a dad here with his sons that I was watching from side stage, and I could tell when I told the weed joke, he kind of looked like, do they know? And, um... <laughs> so sorry. You're going to learn a lot of new words tonight. <laughs> Clitoris. I, um... Ask your mum. Your dad doesn't know. So... That's hacky, that's hacky what I said. I, um, I love it here because I, I'm single. I'm recently single after 12 years. I lived with a girl for 12 years, loved my life, but unfortunately, as these things, I think 12 was actually pretty good. I was good. And, but I don't really know how to be single, so I'm so susceptible to sales. I was walking through the bottom floor of Macy's the other day where they have all the perfume sellers, right? But I was just going through to another shop, so I didn't want to buy perfume. So I'm doing the head down walk where I'm just, oh, I'm just going through it. But then one of those perfume ninjas came out of nowhere. This dude just stood in front of me and was like, <laughs> and he sprayed this shit on me, UCB, and oh my god, it was the best smelling shit I have ever smelled in my life. I stopped in my tracks, I was like, mate, I'm a mostly heterosexual Australian man. <laughs> mostly, we'll get back to that. I'm, I'm about one eighth new in my shoe, if you know what I mean. But I am. <laughs> I am walking through the... I said, mate, I'm a mostly heterosexual Australian man. There is no way in the world I can get about wearing a clone that is called sexual, no matter how good it smells. And that's when he made the best sales pitch of all time. Because he just looked me in the eye and he laughed at me. It was like, ha, 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 ha. It's not a cologne. It's a weapon. <laughs> Ooh, so I bought it. And, uh... <laughs> All my friends have kids now. They all have kids and they love them. They love them so much. I know that shouldn't be a surprise. Of course you love your kids. But at the start, there's not much to love. Like, only the fact that they've come out. But then, for years, nothing. Like, like if you had a friend who just lay around all the time and shit himself and wouldn't stop crying until your wife put her boob in his mouth, you'd be like, you're a shit friend. Fuck off. You're not my friend. <laughs> But because they're a baby, you love them because you want to love them. So you just choose anything about it and you love that thing, right? And that's a very powerful emotion. If we could tap into that human emotion that we all share when we look at our baby and for no reason just love it and want everything for it, then the world would be okay. Just tap into that. That's oh my, What I'm trying to say is my friends just had a giant baby. And um, it's half her size. No one mentions it. Like, she's tiny, but it's half her size and not... Ladies and gentlemen, if we become friends, and I feel like we might, every gig is, to be honest, an opportunity to meet new people. After this show, we exchange our numbers, we email each other, we have some sort of relationship. One of our mutual friends has a giant baby that is half her size. And you've all seen the giant baby that is half her size, but maybe I haven't seen the giant baby yet because I've been away on tour earning my living, so I haven't had an opportunity to see the giant baby yet. But you know, this night, I'm going to see the giant baby for the first time. Here's what you would do if you were actually indeed my friend. You would text me, oh, by the way, it's a giant bug. <laughs> that is all that is required to, if you're actually my friend. But I walked into the giant baby situation completely unprepared for what I was going to see. Like, oh my God, I walked in, I thought it was the doctor. I'm like, that's like half her size. I walked in all like happy, like, oh my God, ah! <laughs> Do you know how hard it is to say something nice to someone that you actually love when the only thought that is going through your horrible brain is, oh my God, your vagina is a TARDIS. <laughs> 
but they love it. They love their giant baby. That's the point of my story. They don't care that it's giant. They love that it's giant. They're like, oh my God, look how giant he is. He's going to be a sports person. I'm like, no, he's going to destroy cities. He's going to fight Godzilla. That might happen. You'll get a breastfeed. He'll suck you inside out. I was a... Um, I was a fat kid because I love food and drinking and st- all things, really. I love it. And when I was a kid, I loved it. And I was a fat kid until I grew a bit and I kind of grew up. But you're always a fat kid when you were once a fat kid. And in America, like, since I've been here, everyone's like, our kids are too fat. You're attacking the wrong things, America. Like, they banned the cookie monster from eating too many cookies. Because parents complained. They were like, the cookie monster is making my child fat. No, you force feeding your little Oompa Loompa is what's making your child fat. Be a parent and don't blame the cookie monster for your poor parenting skills. Like, seriously, is that why there's so many homeless people? Big fans of Oscar the Grouch. (laughs) When I grow up, I really want to live in a bin. That's what I want. It doesn't work like that. The cookie monster's not the reason that your child is fat. I've never met a Swedish chef. It doesn't work like that. And by the way, you see beasts, spoiler alert, but the cookie monster did not even eat cookies. It was a sock that was worn upon a man's hand. And ladies and gentlemen, science has not yet come up with a way that a sock worn upon a man's hand can consume a cookie. So here's what happened on the show. The cookie went into the sock. The sock then mashed the cookie. Then the cookie fell out of the sock. If anything, that promotes bulimia. You love your kid, right? But sometimes you can love them too much. Oh, my God, America, the first time I came to your country and I saw parents walking around with their kids on leashes... I was like, oh, my God. In Australia, the only excuse to have your child on a leash is if you are blind and allergic to dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Something I do like about this country a lot more than mine is your attitude towards... I'm very pleased to see that gay people can get married here in California now. I think that's an awesome thing. I am... um, I'm a heterosexual person, or mostly heterosexual. I say mostly heterosexual. I'm attracted to women, but I dress like KD Lang. So I... <laughs> I think mostly, right? I, uh, my thing is, I mean, I, I love it. I just love love. If I see two people in love, I don't care what... Like, man, I live in West Hollywood. It's the gayest man place on earth. Some of my Australian friends are like, do you see men holding hands? I'm like, every day. And I love it. I love it. If I see two men holding hands, I'm like, mate, I'm in America. If I see a man holding hands with another man, I love it. Because that means at least two hands that do not have guns. If they have got a cock in each of the other hands, here's what I feel. Safe. I, uh, I was ill recently... I had a giant lump on my neck. It was on my birthday. That doesn't really matter, but it was on my birthday, January 31st. I got a giant lump on my neck overnight that was not there the night when I went, and it came up overnight. And ladies and gentlemen, if you have a giant lump on your neck that comes up, here's what you should do. Here's my advice to you. Go to a doctor. Seek medical attention. But I was in the United States of America, and your health system scares me a little bit, and I thought, I won't go. I I won't go to the doctor. Go to the doctor! Go to a hospital. Here's what you should never do. Google your symptoms. 
The only thing the internet will tell you is it's cancer. I went to my doctor. He said, it's not cancer. I was like, Phew. But then he said something, ladies and gentlemen, if you give me a million years and a million guesses, I still never would have guessed what he was going to say next because this is what he said. It's probably not cancer. He said, uh, it's probably just as a result of the fact that we used to have guilt. What the fuck? <laughs> when did we used to have gills? How long ago did we have gills that I am still experiencing gill-related issues in the year 2013? Gills? Fuck off! I've got a fucking iPhone 5. How the fuck do I have gill shit? I'm going to finish up. I love you guys so much. I love being here in America. The weird thing for me is the religion, because it's so religious here, and I come from the least religious country in the entire world. So I'm not, uh, like, I don't like to say I'm an atheist because that seems, like, aggressive to me because I'm not arrogant enough to think that I understand the mysteries of the entire universe. I do not. I don't reckon there's a God. It doesn't make sense to me, but I might be wrong. <laughs> How would I know? Who would I be to be like, ooh, I've got all the answers? Shut the fuck up. I did not understand the end of Donnie Darko. <laughs> I don't know whether there is actually a God or not. I don't reckon there is, but if one day God rocks up and he's like, hi, I'm God, I'll be like, my bad, high five. <laughs> I, uh, I want to finish with this, if I may. You guys have been brilliant, by the way. Thank you so much for coming out to such a beautiful night of stand-up comedy. It is an absolute pleasure. This is the only thing I don't like about Los Angeles is the fashion-forward trends. We are pressuring people into doing things with their bodies and their minds that they should not be doing. This is my number one example, ladies and gentlemen. The number one trend in LA fashion was recently identified as anal bleaching. People are bleaching their anus. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, if you get nothing else out of tonight's entertainment, please let it be this. Write it down. Tweet it if you will. Your anus is fine. <laughs> it's fine it's fine how it actually is right now you don't need to do anything to it you don't need to pluck it you don't need to colour it you don't need to get to someone to stare at it until a 3D dolphin comes out your anus it's fine it's fine if someone is close enough to ascertain the colour of your anus then they have already committed to that situation your anus is Fine, I have a dream, ladies and gentlemen, that one day people will be judged not by the colour of their anus, but by the content of their character. Your anus is fine. If someone is judging you based on the colour of your anus, then they are the asshole. <laughs> you guys have been really fun. I really appreciate it. It's so fun to see new comics on the show. I hadn't seen Will before. He's fantastic. That was so much fun. Also, as I said earlier, this show is also available as a podcast. And also, if you follow our Twitter handle at PYHT Show, we always tweet out all the handles of everybody that's been on the show. So you can follow your favorite comics from here. You can go home and you can listen to their sets again. Why? This is perfect. Do you understand how amazing your lives are? This is what I'm saying. We can give you all the information you need to have all the comedy you love. And also, while you're at it, why don't you give a round of applause to everybody you saw tonight? And we're here every 
Tuesday night at the UCB Theater in Los Angeles. I'm Cameron Esposito. Have a great rest of your night. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, Jazos. <laughs> Ruler of the Eighth Circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.